Hey there, it is Nathan Agan with The Working Actor's Journey, and we have another special Q&A episode with actor Ben Whitehair. Now, Ben was on the podcast back in Season 1, Episode 11, and so you can hear a lot more about his journey, his story. Uh, we cover you know everything from his start in Colorado uh, to you know his career in Los Angeles. And uh, a quick uh, overview and highlight, uh, Ben is a co-founder of Working.Actor. He's the co-founder of the Social Media Advantage, TSMA, which uh, helps individuals and companies uh, online with their social media. And he is chair of the SAG-AFTRA Next Gen Performers Committee. So I knew when I wanted to talk to somebody who was in the industry, an actor who's, you know, very involved online, you know, really paying attention to what is going on, especially during this year when everything is so changed and gone virtual. Uh, I knew Ben would be a perfect person to speak with. And, uh, yeah, we cover a lot of great topics. I mean, we talked about what did, you know, how did he respond to the pandemic, uh, in terms of his career? You know, if he took any time off, uh, what he's been focusing on. We talk about uh, what trends he's been seeing this year online, you know, things that might be working for people on different platforms. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's someone like me that always has a lot going on. So, you know, I ask him to share a little bit more about the projects uh, that I just mentioned, you know, what he's doing, and specifically, you know, what the Next Gen Performers Committee and SAG-AFTRA, you know, uh, in, in general and kind of at large, some of the things they're working on. So this is a great way to not only you know, understand maybe for your career personally, what you can do to focus on uh, online or, you know, what you want to study or, or, uh, pay attention to more, but then also what's going on in your union. Uh, if you're a member of SAG-AFTRA or you're looking to become a member, you know, just be becoming aware of the issues that they talk about and the things that they're working on, uh, to benefit you. So, it's a great conversation with Ben. I'm always thrilled. Uh, you know, he's a very busy person, so I'm always thrilled when uh, he has some time to talk. And uh, it's uh, it's kind of amazing. It's been a while since he and I have chatted, but uh, he's a great person, great friend, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy this. And be sure to stick around because he has a 70-plus page guide that he's giving away for free to really help you figure out all the things that you want to focus on, you know, in the, at the start of your career, or even if you've been doing this for a while, I'm sure there are some great reminders to go back and go, you know what, I could dial this in more, I could get more focused on this, this could, you know, use a brush up. He said, you know, he works with people, you know, even on on uh, series, you know, about things they can do with their resume, you know, and, and headshots and reel and all that kind of stuff. So you're never, never too old to learn. So again, this was a great Q&A. It was part of our October workshops, uh, the virtual workshops we've been doing. I mean, really, the focus there is connecting you with professional actors uh, and directors that and teachers that you can learn from, not only learning directly from, but working directly with. Uh, you know, especially in this time, there's an opportunity, uh, and so we're thrilled to be able to bring that to you. Uh, and I was thrilled that Ben could be part of this. And uh, looking ahead, we're definitely looking to do more workshops. So keep your eyes peeled, keep your ears open. Uh, hopefully in early 2021, the next round will be happening. We got some new stuff there. It'll be really exciting. So without further ado, please enjoy our Q&A with Ben Whitehair.
Well, uh, yeah, good to see you though. I mean, like it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's been three Man. years actually since I interviewed for the podcast. So has it been that long? Yeah, 2017. So that's crazy. I know. Wow, time flies. Yeah. You know, I know you to just always be doing something. I mean, I think we're very similar uh, in, in this regard. That there's, uh, you know, vac- planning a vacation is almost necessary because you would just never take time off because there's always something that you want to do or something you want to explore or a new idea you want to. Uh, you know, go after. So I'm curious how, how you responded to the pandemic with your career. I mean, did you, did you take some time off? Uh, You know, that like, obviously once it was clear there was going to be a pause, how did you, how did you kind of address that professionally? I mean, interestingly, and we were kind of talking about this before, you know, things overall for me almost sped up. Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate that, um, you know, in the, in the other day jobs that I have, um, my, everything can be done digitally. So everything was really, really ramping up. So that was taking up a bunch of my time. And I had actually, um, I hadn't been doing as much acting stuff before, uh, before the pandemic hit, I just been super focused on some of my business things. Mm -hmm. Um, and interestingly, I, I'd started doing some voiceovers. Like I do a lot of dubbing for Netflix. And so that kept happening. I just ended up doing, you know, I, I don't have a, super fancy studio at my house, but I have enough that, that it can work. And, um, thankfully super fast internet speed. So I started doing some more voiceover stuff, which was like a nice way to kind of stay creative. Mm -hmm. Um, and then really by, by, uh, luck, if you will, though we can, we can talk about that as luck for actors, but I had a manager reach out. I didn't have rep in LA when, when everything started. And I basically had a manager reach out and say, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in meeting you. And I said, um, great. Yeah. Happy to jump on a zoom. As long as you don't make fun of my long hair, uh, that has not been cut during COVID and we had a great meeting and she's wonderful. And then we started working together and I've actually been getting more auditions during COVID than I'd had the previous year. It's been very weird. I'm, I'm grateful. It's not any kind of complaint. And I don't know that that's normal. And can you track like where that manager came from? Like uh, she had seen something or, or friend of a yeah, friend or I, something? Uh, I asked cause I was very curious. Yeah. She found me because she was searching uh, on IMDb for actors from Denver. She's oh, from Nebraska, I believe. No, Wyoming. Uh, and, uh, and had been looking for, you know, people from her hometown, but it was a small, you know, mm-hmm. uh, city and hadn't found anybody. But so yeah, it came through IMDb. I will, I will add, like, I'm a big believer in actors making sure that we're easy to find, easy to get in touch with, and that our online presence is the same for businesses I consult sure, with. Sure, of like, course, yeah. Making that easy so so that those fortuitous things can happen. You know what I mean? Right, like my right. contact information is right there on my IMDb, my IMDb page. I mean, there's only so much you can do as an actor on the IMDb page, but like right. there's quality photos and my demo reels up there. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it, it makes it really easy that if somebody comes across uh, me somewhere online, it's very easy to like see my materials, get in touch and do that. And I, I, I just think that continues to be even more important. Yeah. Good. Okay, cool. Um, and and so, you know, you were talking about the the dubbing on on the Netflix. So maybe maybe not as a direct result of the pandemic, but did you feel like there were things, and maybe because of the manager too, that you started to kind of retarget and refocus on, or or, or did your focus shift? Uh, you yeah. know, over the last like six eight months. Yeah, you know, I I mean, so the voiceover had originally started. A friend had referred me. He was he was doing some voiceover. Um, 
actually Asaf Cohen, who I think, you know, Oh yeah, uh, sure. Asaf, yeah. had, yeah. had referred me over to some people and it sort of, you know, I auditioned and worked out and then, and then they sort of kept calling me back and bringing me back for more projects. And so, you know, I'm voiceover is not something that I've ever focused extensively on. I've, I, and I do small amounts of voiceover work compared to, uh, my friends who are like really active in voiceover sure. who I have, you know, work in, 18 hour days recording audio books and tons of commercials. And so, um, but it did, it did certainly, I go, yeah, you know, this is clearly something that is going to stick around during the pandemic and more and more people will need to be, you know, doing things from home. So definitely added some focus on that in terms of getting some better equipment and materials. Mm -hmm. And, um, I needed a new one anyway, but I ended up upgrading my computer. The the computer I was using just wasn't frank. It was, it was old and it was not fast enough. Um, so yeah, so that was definitely a thing. And then even like with the new manager, because, because I now have a team that's out there really pushing it, it sort of kicked me into high gear to like make sure that all my clips were up to date and I'm right. adding a couple things to my demo reel. I added a bunch of stuff to my actor's access. Uh, I'm in the middle of, of redoing my website, which I just haven't really spent a lot of time on in, in a couple of years. And so like, um, you know, it's definitely uh, amped up my focus on that. And the, the other piece I would just say is that I think I'm seeing both with myself and, and my clients and, and network and friends, it has been easier in a lot of ways for people to get in touch with industry people because everybody's at home. People often have less going on or just even more free time to be like, they're not taking meetings, they're not out at events. And so there's, uh, I think it's been a little bit easier. Um, Actually, basically right after this, um, I'm moderating a a panel with TSMA, our our social media company with April Webster. Mm -hmm. That is a get that, you know, I, I, it would have been nearly impossible to have gotten her to come speak at some event we did, Right. right. but Hey, sign on to zoom for an hour and come in and we've got, you know, a couple thousand people and like, you know, uh, it, it creates opportunities that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Well, I mean that, yeah, that's what I've told a lot of people about these, these workshops is there. I mean, well, (laughs) there was a whole idea of like a year ago trying to tell people how easy it would be to use zoom or Skype or whatever. Like they had no, mm-hmm. they had zero interest. Um, but then also to get a bunch of, you know, working professionals together at the same time, uh, you know, it, it just, you have to, it has to be the right project. And of course everybody, you know, everybody's working They're They're working. They have full schedules. So yeah, it, that has been nice. And it, it'll be interesting to see as we progress through this pandemic and come out the other side, how many of these, technological shifts are going to stick around that, that people are going to be more open to things like this. Um, yeah, I think self tapes, for example, I mean, I, I've, I've been doing a ton of self tapes already just Mm -hmm. for whatever reasons and some stuff out of state and, um, you know, projects are being made in more locations, but I think, you know, that as an example, um, I, I do think they're, uh, I don't. I don't think the entire industry will only be doing self tapes. Right. There is something about being in person, but of I course. think it'll absolutely be here to stay in a way that is demonstrably different than before. And and of course, that even more opens up the market of I. You know, you can you can audition for a project somewhere around the world, or you know, whatever. And and then of course, like if they, you know, if this stuff carries through, that uh, in terms of filming filming your own stuff in your own place or, or whatever you need to do to send in your footage. I mean, like all these things are now where people are now exploring what that is going to be. So yeah, maybe yeah. you can be part of a film that's filming in 
you know, Thailand or whatever that you don't have to travel for, but you know, you still get paid your your SAG after rate and whatever, you know, like all this kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's interesting. And, and, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, um, uh, self tapes and, and maybe that's one of the trends, but, you know, especially because things are so different right now, um, you know, if you're seeing any particular trends, uh, uh, on social media, or if you see, you know, things that are working for people on, on different platforms, if, if that's been something that's been, uh, you've seen shifting, you know, because of course there's kind of the, uh, the public perception of, uh, being on some of these platforms of Facebook and, and what can you trust and what can you do? And they're always changing their algorithms and all this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm curious if it, what, what you found has really been working for people either in specific platforms and, and trends and things like that. So in terms of, of trends, I would say two pieces. One is that there are certain things that I would, I would almost consider like core values of content and social media and otherwise that, that always work, mm-hmm. you know, same as an actor, good acting always does well, right. you know, connected, listening, clear, like, you know, that always makes a difference on social media, authentic, um, you know, communication. When we teach with TSMA, Ryan Walker, uh, business partner over there, he, um, he, he says all the time and, and I do as well, the brand quality and consistency, you know, when you're posting quality content within your brand consistently over time, like that is the foundation of, building any kind of, of presence. So that as a, as a foundation always works in terms of trends, you know, it's interesting because, um, social media use is up. We continue to see Instagram do really, really well. That's where I spend almost all of my time on social media, which is different than, than I was before. Mm -hmm. Um, there are different demographics. If you're hitting a a particularly younger demographic, I mean, TikTok obviously has a huge user base, I don't quite see it having the same impact if they don't really do some pivots on the platform just because short form video content as sort of the exclusive way to share, I think is just harder to access on a, on a, a fully broad base where like Instagram, you have pictures, short form video, long form video, right, you can do right. audio, you've got the writing, the captions, you've got the stories, like mm-hmm. it just sort of is very built, I think for creators, you know, for us as a creative community, there's just more there. Um, but you know, uh, use is up, although engagement is sort of down across the platform and people are increasingly consuming, but not even necessarily engaging with content as much. Hmm. Um, and, and looking for ways as a creator to increase that engagement. I also think with the more people you get, in a, in a way, the higher the bar is for quality content. Um, and it's easier and easier to create quality content from your home with your phone. Um, and so people are looking for quality, quality content. And so I think, you know, increasing our quality of what we're putting out there does, does really well. Um, and then like with TSMA, we do, we have, um, a giveaway model where we, you know, we help people grow their following on, on Instagram, for example, you know, doing, um, giveaways and, and community based engagement, I think is, is increasingly a thing, particularly as the platforms shut down some of the like technological hacks that you could do, right. you know, people were doing like follow and follow and stuff like that for a long time. That just the platform doesn't let you do anymore. And, and it sounds like at least through, through your, your personal use, um, the idea that, you know, just focusing on one platform and maybe not spending as much time on Facebook or, or Twitter, um, I mean, obviously, there, there doesn't seem to be uh, the idea that you have to be everywhere 
isn't necessarily true. I, I would agree with that. I would say my advice would be you have to have a profile everywhere. Okay. Like get your name, right. put a nice photo of you, have a bio, and then have it linked to your website. Let's say, let's say you never use Twitter, for example. Right. You could have one tweet that you pin to your profile sure. at the top that says, hey, I'm super active on Instagram. <laughs> Catch me over there and then yep. put the link. Yep. Yep. Um, because there are people who you might be interested in who are using that platform. And I mm-hmm. want them to be able to find me, tag me, uh, engage, you know, whatever. Right, but, right. So I say like, have your profiles everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I'm personally, I mean, I, when I started doing social media, I was spending 90% of my time on Twitter, mm-hmm, maybe, maybe 80% and 20% Facebook. Um, and now it's probably 90 to 95 plus percent on Instagram. Um, I still think Facebook is good for personal networking mm-hmm. um, and like digital networking and the community of people that I know. And I, and I do force myself to you know, remember like, Oh yeah, post something on Facebook. I haven't, you know, right. Right. Like I'm, as I'm speaking, like I'm going to be in, in New Mexico filming um, this other scene for this Blumhouse movie that I'm doing um, uh, next week. And it's like, Oh yeah, I should probably go post that on, right. you know, whatever I can, I should find a way to go post over there. Cause my network is there. Right. But in terms of digital marketing and like building an audience, that's where I find Instagram just continues to be the best spot. But yeah, to your, to your, direct question. I don't think like pick the profile that you love, pick the platform that you love mm. and spend your time there. That's a great idea. Yeah, um, great, and the other place. way to do it is, is just looking at where are the people who you want to be interacting with. Right. Of course. And where are they yeah. and spending time there? You know, if you're in news, Twitter's going to be a really good spot for you. Sure. You know, if you're a comedy writer, Twitter might also be a really good spot for mm-hmm. you. If you're mm-hmm. doing a lot of I don't know if you're doing business to business sales stuff. Like there's a lot of, you know, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. I think it's underutilized, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's like, who are you targeting? Who you actually, you know, want to be getting in front of? Right, right. No, that's a great idea. Cause I think, I think, you know, and I fall in the camp of, of feeling overwhelmed or like, geez, how do I do Mm -hmm. this? And, and, I mean, actually, probably with Facebook, I'm using it more for the groups function. You know, there's just different things yeah. that I'm involved in. And I find that is a really great way to interact with people. Things, I don't find things get buried or I can easily search for things. Whereas if you have a page, it's just like, is anyone seeing this? How can I, you know, yep. and without spending, you know, a lot money, uh, you know, trying to get yeah. this stuff, out, which is what they want. They want you to spend money to, you know, uh, yep. uh, uh, keep, keep their business going. Um, but yeah, that's okay. So no, that is great advice. Cause I think even, like I said, for me, it can get overwhelming pretty quickly. Um, so, uh, I, you know, as we've talked about, you have a lot, you have a lot going on and you mentioned, uh, TSMA, you know, and you guys do social media consulting and, and account management and all that kind of stuff. And you also have, uh, an, another project working dot actor. And yeah. so I was just hoping, you know, uh, because that might be new for people and just, you know, I've seen a bit about what you guys are, are hoping to do with that. And I was just hoping you could share a little bit more about that project. Cause I think it is a very unique offering for people that are either new to the industry, new to LA, uh, the business of acting as, as we've you know, yeah. talked about. When I came to LA over a decade ago now, uh, I, I felt like I knew nothing. I was like, I know I want to be an actor. Right. And that's it. <laughs> like, I have a lot of skills, but like, what do I do? Right. Um, and so I had started a blog when I first moved to LA that um, Playbills versus Paying Bills with a, with a buddy in Chicago and a buddy in New York. And, um, you know, we were posting, about what does it mean to be an actor in these cities? What are you actually doing? What are you seeing? How do you approach this? And that's sort of what started my journey. Um, I, I'm one of those weirdos who 
really likes business and, you know, marketing and, sure. you know, all those other sides of things and, and ultimately realized like, oh, at the end of the day, it's a business. Um, and I had started a company in college and realized like being an entrepreneur, all the skills and everything I'm reading about starting a company and everything I'm learning about growing a, a traditional company is the exact same thing that applies to growing your business as an actor. You're, you're an entrepreneur. Actors are entrepreneurs, period. Right. right. If you want to make money, if you don't want to make money, totally fine. Zero judgment. We need more artists. Absolutely. But if you want to make money, it's a business. And, and I just continually found that there was not a good comprehensive place that have everything you need to understand about like the business of acting. How do you make sure that you have quality, you know, headshot resume, demo reel? How do I go find an agent? Where do I find work? Um, you know, where do, what should I, what should I have in my car? What are the other resources right. out there? What right. are the podcasts I should be listening to? <laughs> yep. Like, yep. Oh, this, Oh, this guy has this amazing Shakespeare podcast. How cool. If I'm wanting to get involved with that, like, but there's no way to sort of know that. And there's no one place you can go to. And so our goal, uh, myself and Gadali, who, who co-founded working.actor with me, we're like, what we really want is to take all of these resources that we've compiled the knowledge, all of it, and have it in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we did. So, and we were like, and we wanted to be able to get to a lot of people. Right. Um, you know, I was doing business coaching for actors for years and, and still have, uh, some private clients here or there, but I was like, I want to be reaching more people and it's kind of expensive to like get an hour of my time. Sure. Sure. It's, I, I get, I, it's sort of I'm busy enough and I'm, and I'm fortunate enough to have been doing it long enough. Like it's kind of expensive. And I, I was like, I, that's great for people who can afford it, but that's only so many people. And I want there to be more artists out there. So how can we find a, a super affordable way to get this to, you know, as many people as possible. Right. Right. That's great. Um, and, and yeah, for people listening, you know, a, a lot of times when you think of domain names, it'll be like, oh, something, something.com. Well, this is like, if you literally go and just type in working period actor and hit enter, you'll get it. Yep. You guys, you're, yeah, you're, we, you guys are on the cusp of uh, the technology there with the working dot actor. I know we've got the, the, they call it a TLD, the top level domain. Yes. Uh, and we, we, you know, we, we just didn't find any dot coms or dot. Mm-hmm. And we had, we looked at everything and we're like, there just wasn't something that we sure. felt like really resonated. And we're like, well, it's what we really want to do is help people be a working actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Working dot actor. That's it. That's as, the site. <laughs> as someone who created the working actor, actor's journey podcast. Uh, yes. I mean, it, it, talking to actors like that phrase comes up over and over and that's what people want, which is, which is interesting. Cause you think of like, Oh, well you might, maybe it's tied to like celebrity or money or like big show or, you know, Oscar or awards or whatever. And it's like, no, people just want to, they want to work. They want to make a yeah. living at being an actor. And it's like, that's a great goal. That's and very yeah, achievable. And I, uh, yeah. And I, I look, I love actors. I love the creative community. And I think it in the, in the society at large, what people often see are like movie premieres and red carpets and celebrities who, you know, make a bajillion dollars. Right. And as anybody listening to this knows, like that is not the core of the industry. And even celebrities say, you know, my favorite thing is that when I drive on set, like in the parking lot, you've got everything from, you know, fancy cars to pickup trucks, you know, it's working class. I when I, I grew up on a ranch, I was a cowboy, I did right. construction and you have like the blue collar workers who are just, you know, doing heavy manual labor to, you know, the amazing people creating magic with hair and makeup and transforming how somebody looks, even with a high resolution camera on your face. Right. Like it is, uh, it's such a wonderful coming together of all these different pieces. And, and I think, you know, it's a very like working class 
community. People want to work. People mm-hmm. want to go do good work that makes a difference, that that helps people, that brightens their day, that informs them, that tells a good story. And right. yeah, I love being a part of it. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, I, as you mentioned, you know, you 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 have other uh, Zoom commitments coming up. So uh, I just wanted to ask a couple more quick questions. Yeah, please. Um, I, you know, I know you're still involved, uh, you know, with SAG-AFTRA in terms of union stuff and, and you're still on the next gen, next gen performers committee. Um, what are you guys working on right now? Or what do you want actors to know about what's going on in case they're just totally oblivious to, you know, union goings on or, or specifically that committee? Well, a couple things. I mean, look, the industry has been hit so hard course, by the yeah. pandemic and, and SAG-AFTRA is, is no exception. Um, so it's been really challenging as an organization that plays such a critical role. And I think the thing that I, that I have learned, the more I've gotten involved in them, what I really want people to understand is like SAG-AFTRA is doing so much for the community. Mm. A lot of it, we just don't see. And right. part of my goal is to have people see and understand more of what's going on from the way that our contracts are negotiated to being protected on set. And like, it it shows up the most when I hear these horror stories about people or like non-union sets right now where people are getting sick. I mean, people could die. It's literally life and death. And I know because I've, I've seen it like SAG-AFTRA is talking to, has been talking to the top scientists in the world about how do we, how could you actually bring dozens of people together safely right. in a scenario, which is kind of crazy. The fact that anybody is on set at all, right. when, especially in America where so many people are dying, like that's crazy. And it's because of the hard work that staff is doing. Um, and, and, you know, the elected leaders who are doing their best as well to support. So um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot that's happening. It has certainly been a, a challenging time for the union. If you are a union member, please if you at all have the ability to do so, pay your dues. It helps make sure that these things are going on and it's hard. It's like, well, what am I getting? You know, I'm not working sure, right now. It's sure. like, this is what will allow us to get more work going. The right. more that SAG-AFTRA can be making sure that people are protected, the contracts are getting processed. Um, we just had the millionth direct deposit residual go out. Like it, it just, you know, a bunch just came to my bank account. I'm like getting money that is yeah. allowing me to survive because we have staff working on that. Um, so yeah, so we've been doing that. Uh, Next Gen Performers, um, members of our committee have have done some of the PTEOE, the President's Task Force on Education, uh, has been doing some video uh, class seminar type things that you can find on the SAG After YouTube channel. Oh, so okay. I did one on social media and then Ryan Walker, my business partner at TSMA, did a, a part two of that social media class. And then we did a part three panel with some amazing people who talked about how they're navigating social media and around social and social justice issues. Um, so yeah, highly recommend checking that out. Some other members uh, who are on the Next Gen Performers Committee did one about like creating your own content and other pieces. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of resources that we're doing our best to still still be sending out to people, even even with more limited resources. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is it is really cool to just you know see what SAG is doing on you know behind the scenes, and then you know to. Uh, really help actors with the career, facilitating them learning more, understanding more, connecting them more. You know, it's just, it is really great to see how much they are doing. And, you know, as we've been talking about, it's just such an interesting time. Uh, you know, part of the stuff I've been seeing, especially lately, the discussions between SAG-AFTRA and Actors' Equity when it comes yeah. to uh, filmed performances because, you know, that's one of those things that because theaters aren't in operation, uh, it's become this big discussion. And and I, 
kind of as a producer, but also as an actor, I can see both sides. I can see where SAG-AFTRA, you know, you know, has their perspective and Actors' Equity has their perspective. And a lot of it relates to not just actors, but other people who are affected, um, you know, by loss of jobs and work and all this. Kind of, and everybody's just trying to get back to work. It's like, well, how do we, how do we just do that? And it's very, it's very new ground because I don't even know if the, I don't even think SAG-AFTRA existed during the first uh, Spanish flu, you know, over a hundred years ago. I don't think it's, I th- it was, I think it came in just after, right? The like late twenties or early thirties or something yeah, like that. I think twenty seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. Seven. I'd have to double check my history. Don't right, quote right, me right. on that. Right, right, right. But 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 yeah. Um, so this is like totally new. Of just like, what do we do? Because theaters they want to get back out, and it's like, well, okay, you have actors on screen, but is that a theater? So it's just it's just so many new questions that we haven't prepared for. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it is. I, I will say, everybody shares the goal of getting people back to work. Right. Right. Um, And, you know, I, the other thing is that a lot of these issues are, are nuanced in ways that are not always immediately apparent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, the more that I get involved, I have a background in like politics, politics. I interned for Congress when I was younger and, and have been involved in that side of things as well. And well, you know, what we learn about so many of these issues is something that seems obvious, uh, actually isn't or has huge ramifications where like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, this makes sense. Or I, I, for me, I was like with, you know, why, why, why am I getting mailed these, you know, tiny residual checks? Like that cost, you know, the stamp is more expensive. This is stupid. They should hold on to it. It's a federal law. It's actually illegal for them to hold on to the money because then you basically become a bank and there's like, anyway, it's this whole thing. Oh, got it. Something that seems like perfect would just make sense. Um, And figuring out like, how do we, how do we make sure that our community is protected and that we're protected not only during this pandemic and that as many people can work as possible, but that, you know, after the pandemic as well, that, right. you know, the maximum number of people are are protected. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I could not be more staunchly pro union mm-hmm. and the, the statistics bear it out, you know, and for whatever reason in our country of the last few decades, I think unions have um, in, in many ways gotten a bad rap. But when you look at the data, everybody, union members and non-union members, make like 20% more in industries that have a union. Hmm. If there's a union present, everybody makes more money. The workers are protected. More people get health insurance. More people get more money. More people have safer, better working conditions. Like it is so helpful. And I think when we look at the huge challenges that the working class of America is facing, I think unions are a, a critical part of that. And And anybody should be wary of anybody saying that the union is harming that that industry and just looking at like what their motivations are i'm not saying they're perfect (laughs) i'm not saying everything a union does or says is perfect being involved i know that that's not true but um by and large like it is it is a way for people to protect ourselves and as like performers to make sure that we get paid for the work that we do you know it's so easy for creatives to get taken advantage of or be like oh well what you're doing doesn't really matter. And we love it. So we're often willing to do it for free, right? It's like, we want to be working. It's like, sure, whatever. I just want to be on set. Um, And so like, how can we make sure that our industry as a whole is, is protecting us and making sure that we're getting paid people, actors work so hard. And I want to make sure that people can get paid and be safe when they show up on set. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, uh, I will, I'll let you go in just a couple minutes, but for those uh, on the call, if you have any more last minute burning questions that you want to ask Ben, uh, if not, uh, that's totally cool. Um, but I'll just give you a chance to do that now. Um, and, uh, anything, uh, anything you want to 
let us know that you're you know doing right now or that uh, is coming up that you want us to know about that you want us to check out i mean we mentioned working.actor uh tsma people can find your social media you know company there uh anything else yeah, working.actor, uh, would love for anybody to check it out. Like you said, just type in working.actor and you can go and see what we're up to over there. Um, tsmaconsulting.com or tsmagrowth.com are, are two different services if people are looking for social media help and support. Um, I'm, I'm grateful. I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be on set next week. Uh, actually, the day before my birthday, which I'm very excited about. Oh, nice. Uh, so, you know, there'll be a, a, a Blumhouse film coming out at some point, uh, you know, distribution and all that stuff is challenging. I'm, I'm grateful that I get to go back to set, you know, it's right. never certain when things like this happen. So, um, yeah, very grateful for that. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm holding myself accountable. One of the uh, reasons I was excited to do this, uh, uh, chat here with you is that I'm going to be, I'm, I'm in process of redoing my own, uh, my own website and want to be putting up, uh, some of the podcasts and other stuff that I've done. I've, I did one recently where I was talking about people who've, uh, lost a family member, um, dying of laughter podcast that my friend Chelsea does. And, uh, some other really cool things that I just am excited to continue to share resources with people. So yeah. If anybody wants to get in touch with me at Ben Whitehair on all the social platforms, I'm, I'm easy to get in touch with. If you don't see anything he's posting there, you will at least find a link to the platform where he is posting. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. You can find out where you can actually get in touch with me. Awesome. Cool. And with working.actor, is there something that people might be able to check out to just get their feet wet and begin to understand what it is out there that they might want to know more about? You know, obviously there's a lot of different areas of the business you can focus on, but is there something that can just help them get started down that road so that they're not entirely, completely overwhelmed right at the beginning? I have a a free ebook and it's a 73 page ebook that's like, the very starting point, like if you're like, head, it's headshot resume demo reel, I think a little bit on social media, some stuff on goal setting, but like what I would consider the very, very starting point of like, and the truth is like, I'm coaching some serious regular people and I'm, I start with that with them as well. I'm just, I'm redoing their resume or redoing their demo reel. Like it's just, it's the foundation of what you must have as a, uh, as a performer. And like all that information is in the, in the ebook. Okay, so people can go to working.actor slash ebook to, uh, to get a free... But yeah, working.actor slash ebook. Okay, awesome, awesome, cool. Beautiful. Uh, I will talk to you very soon. Have a wonderful rest of your night. Thanks, Ben. You too, man. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Nathan here one more time. Hope you enjoyed that Q&A with Ben. Uh, again, I think he just has always so much great information to share not only from a career perspective, but from an industry perspective. Uh, and uh, don't forget, uh, working.actor slash ebook. You can pick up his free guide of over 70 pages full of information of what you want to know as an actor, things to look out for. I mean, believe me, Ben has done all the things you want to be focusing on as an actor, all the things that are in your control, because there are so many things outside of your control in this industry, but all the things that you can control in terms of your image, your work, what you're putting out there. Uh, I know Ben has thought through this stuff over, you know, 10 plus years. So absolutely do yourself uh, the benefit of checking this guide out. And don't forget to check out his other websites, tsmaconsulting.com, tsmagrowth.com, if you're in the market to really advance your social media. And you can find him at benwhitehair.com. 
One more quick reminder, we're doing these virtual workshops in early 2021, should be the next round, connecting you with professionals to advance your career, not just learning from professionals, but really working with and alongside them. Uh, We have some great additions, directors, dramaturgs, voice teachers, uh, text coaches, uh, really wonderful people that uh, you you just might not have had the opportunity to work with otherwise, and we want to give you that opportunity. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Hope you're doing well, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of the year, and all the best. I'm Nathan Agin, and enjoy the journey.